Welcome. I'm Annette of Arab Africa Coaching, and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African women in society. In this episode, I speak to my lovely and brilliant friend, Oluwashola Odetola, who makes everything look so easy. She's a high achiever, mother and wife. She's passionate about finding the right balance between work and home. In this episode, she shares with us wisdom on how she manages to make it all work. Stay tuned. Welcome, my dear Shola, and I hope you had a beautiful Sunday. I invite you to introduce yourself on this Coffee and Stars platform and tell us what you are passionate about. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me this time? Yes, we can hear you, lovely. Oh, fine. Okay, my name is Shola Obagbemi. I'm a communications professional. Um, I've been in this field for about 12 years now. <laughs> that sounds interesting, actually. <laughs> and um, I, I love comms with all of my heart. I, I love family with all of my might. <laughs> and um, I love friends with all of my soul. So I try to, you know, mend all of this together and then just live life and enjoy life. Because, yeah, time is too short. <laughs> It's interesting that I kept introducing you as Shola Odetola. So I have to correct myself and say Shola Obagbemi because, yes, because we went to the same school and I'm used to calling you that. Anyhow, so tell us, (laughs) yes, it's interesting. Right. You've told us you are passionate about family. You've told us you are passionate about friends. Tell us about work. What do you enjoy doing? I know you are in communication, just like I am. Yes. But yes. tell yes. us, yes. tell yes. us yes. what you okay. like. Um, so I, I work with a company called uh, Meta, formerly called Facebook. Um, comes for Anglophone West Africa, so that's the English-speaking countries in Africa. And I used to be with a software engineering company called Andela. I was their comms manager for Africa. And before then, I used to be in an agency where I worked for about seven years. You know, it was the start of my career. And it was quite crazy because, you know, I had long hours working, you know, had to start a family and also merge with work. And that was really interesting. I'm, I'm happy to share with you, you know, even as we go into the conversation. But yeah, that's me that's work i have a team of mentees that i mentor and um i also have a group of comms professionals who i bounce idea with and you know share what is happening in the industry and how we can make our brands better so yeah that's me that's work yes that's very interesting you already bring up the issue of long hours but i want to pack that for a bit <laughs> And come to the question about role models, because for somebody who is such a high achiever and saying all these things, you're saying manager for Africa. And by the way, everybody knows Meta and everybody knows knows Facebook. (laughs) So if you say you work for a company called Facebook, (laughs) excuse me, we all know this company. So we would I would like you to tell us who are your role models and how have they inspired you? Mm. So so it's really funny when people talk about role models, right? Because 
I actually don't have any role model that knows that, you know, they are my role models. That's funny. <laughs> Just like me when I say Oprah, I'm sure she you know, she doesn't know that I exist, right? <laughs> so, um... Uh, people have talked about having role models who like help you move up and all of that but i don't mm-hmm. see it that way i see it more as looking for people who i know are doing great in different fields then studying their life now one of them is in kirolumidiodo she kind of knows me um but she doesn't even know that you know i hold her in that high esteem because you know i like the way she's able to merge work she's a leading executive in comms working in a global company. So, I mean, I wouldn't say where she's working, but she's a leader in that space. And she's able to, like, merge family because I'm of the opinion there's so many things I stand for. One of it is, you know, not having to suffer when prioritizing one. So I I feel like women should be able to um, win on both sides. And it's possible because, you know, I have heard of so many people doing it in a possible way. And I'm a living testimony of, trying to merge all of it together. Um, yeah, it might not be easy, but yeah. So I I like her for that. And then my other role model who clearly doesn't know me is Michelle Obama. I've <laughs> 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 uh, you know, read a lot of her books. I, I like all of the things she stands for. I, I like how she's a voice and, you know, I like what she's done with her husband and how she, because literally she's the brain behind Obama, if you all don't know. So, you know, <laughs> what she's done and every single thing that she stands for. So, you know, reading, flipping through the pages of her book where she pours out herself to other women who can learn from her, you know, I see her as a mentor. And so those two people are my mentors. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's very nice that you say that. And I want to, it's not even digressing because it's kind of part of it because you brought it up. Michelle yeah. Obama, uh, mm-hmm. the, her book Becoming, there are several themes in that book, and I've done yeah. a book review in the Arab Africa Coaching Club on it. And there are several right. themes that um, she talks about. One of them is with family and love and everything. And I enjoyed totally reading that book. And one of the things that I realized reading from reading that book was that there are several conversations that need to be had that haven't oh, been yeah. had already. And so now doing that book review, I, I realized that some of the things that we think about as young women and some of the issues that we bring up, it's not like you are an alien because sometimes when you talk about it in certain spaces, and in my last episode, I talked about it, you realize that some people don't seem to understand. And so then they tend to make you already like an outcast. Can you tell me maybe one or two of the themes that you enjoyed from reading Becoming? Um, so for me, I think I, I love, I love the family part, right? Um, because she clearly just, you know, the way she embeds like a purpose plus a family plus, you know, all of the things that she's gone through in life. Um, I, I think that the most important thing that I enjoy the most is a journey. <laughs> yeah. Like where she came from. Uh, mm-hmm. she's, just, she's an average black American woman. Yeah. 
from yeah so it was she had to work so hard um to show and tell the world that she can at every stage of her life from like when she was working with the law firm all the way to you know when they started the presidential race and then how she could found, find a voice and get the respect that she deserves as a black as the first black american first lady so you know all of those things just makes her unique and i could relate to a lot of the things and i'm like oh if she can then clearly we can here um and so which is why i really love the book and i feel like she pours herself so out that she doesn't hold anything back uh, you know just to help the coming generation uh, and that 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 is uh that gives me so much joy I kind of feel like this podcast is going to actually turn into a Michelle Obama um <laughs> book review podcast because truly no, though there are so many conversation but she's a yeah very- yeah but there's so many themes that like I want to talk yeah. about it but I'll come back to one of those themes and then there that was if- yeah there was something uh-huh. that- and, and I don't think it's in Becoming, right? But I think it's in one of her books. Maybe, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember because I've read too much about books. But she talked about the fact that she has to bring her mom to the White House, you know, mm. to come and stand as a support system because she understands that she would not have time for her kids. But she needed mm. a trusted partner, somebody she knows that will be able to groom her kids, you mm. know, the way she wants them to be groomed. And she won't have, so, I mean, a lot of people don't think in that light. But for me, I call it having a support system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you will, not, you will not be available. You might not be available to go and read those things in class with you. But you know that your mom. So she had to just strategize to say, who can come and live with us in a White House to take care of the kids? And she brought her mom. And for me, that was <laughs> that was really good because... You know, some people will say, oh, she doesn't have the time. She would do the parental things, but the kids need someone on standby who is focused on them and thinking about them alone. And so she brought her mom to come and help do that for the eight years. And and I think that was a very good step. <laughs> yes, I think that Michelle Obama is great and is wonderful and I like her fashion sense. I like a lot of things about her. I like her humor. I think if you know me, I have a lot of humor. I like her humor. I like a lot of things. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Another thing I picked up from what you, you just said in your introduction mm-hmm. is that women, do, you didn't say it that way, I'm paraphrasing because that's how usually I think about it in my head, that mm-hmm. women um, have to lose something to gain something. In <laughs> our episode one, I had a conversation with one of my friends. She's a very young girl. And we talked about several themes about women empowerment. And one of the things we talked about is that sometimes within the society, within our African society, because both of you, both of us have grown up in an African setting and we find that very ambitious women, mm-hmm. very ambitious women sometimes do not find the right people within their spaces to support them. And sometimes like if they have it in the family, so for example, if they have kids they are raising and um, they are being a wife and all that, 
they mm-hmm. cannot advance their career. They have mm-hmm. to sacrifice mm-hmm. their career for their family. And sometimes mm-hmm. people also who are extremely, um, they are high achievers or they are extremely successful in their career sometimes yes. have to, yeah. yeah, lose something within their family. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what, yes. how do you feel? What do you think are the causes? Mm-hmm. And do you actually think, in fact, we know it's true, it happens, mm-hmm. but how do you feel about it? And what is going on there? Mm. So it's actually very sad to hear. Um, it's sad to hear because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's the reality of what we hear every day, um, but if there is anybody listening to this podcast at the moment um, and is thinking that they have to either leave family for work or they have to leave the career journey for family, um, it's blasphemy, it's a lie, um, and it's bullshit. I am telling you that you can and you can do it. Um, and I think that there are two important factors that can help that can help you do this right. Um, and if you do not get those two factors right, it might be a struggle, which is why you hear a lot of... I, I don't think we have a lot of stories of women who are killing both um, and are like mentors to a lot of people. We don't, we don't hear a lot of them. Well, in Nigeria, where I stay, <laughs> we don't hear a lot of them. Is it that, oh, the women are on top, but, you know, they're probably not married. Um, or they're like... Great mothers, but yeah, they had to drop career. That's majority so me, of the people, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the latter. Uh, oh, yes. And for me, um, I mean, I, I think I grew up um, in a family where my mom literally had to drop everything <laughs> to, like, raise us. She literally mm-hmm. had, she had to give it up. And and I told myself when I was growing up that, nope, I would not, I would not give it up. I would have a beautiful home. I will be an amazing wife. I will be a wonderful mom. And I will kill it in my career. Like, I would be high up there all the way. And the reason, and these two things that I want to share uh, might be, I mean, it's not, it's not anything out of this world. It's something we all know. But I feel like they're the most important factors. So the first is choosing the right partner. Um, as flimsy as this might sound, I feel like this is the most important factor that can make you win at home, win at work, and win with your kids. Just choosing the right partner that is yours. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because there'll be very tough times. I used to work in an agency where I I was literally always working late. We have I mean, PR agencies, we have events. There are days I have events back-to-back, and I had a child. <laughs> I had a, what, 18-month-old baby uh, because I had to go to work after four months. And from the fifth month after maternity leave, I was already back going for events. But I feel like, you know, just the... Sometimes I had to take my daughter to those events, and sometimes I had to leave her in crutch, and sometimes my husband had to take over. Um, but the second factor is having a support system, um, a support system that actually works. So you need to actually map out what your support system looks like and how you can lean on them. So for me, I mean, before I had my second child, when I could now afford, when we could afford a nanny, a chef, all of that, I, 
I had to lean back on my mom. So for every time that I, because my, my work involves a lot of travel. And so for every time that I travel, I just bring my mom in, you know, to come and stand in for me while I'm here. And my husband doesn't mind. There was a time I was out for like, what, two, almost two months, um, you know, just moving. Because then, uh, you know, I mentioned that I used to work with Andela and I had to be in all of my locations in Africa, you know, for like two weeks working with the team. And I was moving from Uganda. I went to Kigali, you know, went to Kenya, went to, you know, I was just moving around. And my mom had to step in for me and, you know, as my support system. So for me, the most important thing is if you have the right partner that's able to support you all the way, you know, um, and you're both just willing and agreed to say your career is important to you. If it's important to you, I'm ready to support you. So what do we need to do? Let's get it done. And, um, and you have a support system. I mean, I feel like it's more comfortable now where, you know, I have someone that can. I mean, if I travel now, I don't think anybody will feel it in my house because everything is like working as a machine. Do you get? So I have somebody that is able to cook. I have somebody that cleans the house. I have, you know, and, and that's the support system that we need because you know what? If you focus a lot of your energy on doing... So what I focus on doing now is picking my... Dropping my kids... No, my husband drops the kids in school, but picking my kids from school and deliberately finding time to bond with them and spending time with my husband because, you know, that's what matters. So if you think about those two factors and you're able to get it right, like getting the the partner that is yours (laughs) and... Getting a support system that works for you, regardless of whatever the support system is. Is it an auntie that you trust? Is it getting a nanny? Is it getting, you know, whoever? Because if you want to do both, you actually cannot be 100% available for both. You can't be. It's not possible. If you want to, there'll be times you have, you know, you have board meetings in the morning. There'll be times where... I've had to sadly, which is why I say having a support system does work. Like I've had to twice. I remember, you know, my, my, my daughter in um, primary, no, she wasn't in primary school, nursery school. I've had to miss our end of year party twice, but I just said I would not miss a graduation, the graduation from nursery, you know, and there's things that will be big to you. I've had to quit a meeting in New York to come home for my daughter's birthday because that matters to me. So I left mm-hmm. the meeting. I left everybody there and told them I have to fly out tomorrow morning because it's my daughter's birthday and birthdays are big for me. So, you know, there are times when you just have to, you know, try to merge both. You cannot be 100% available for both, but you can win 100% on both sides if you, one, have a great partner um, and, two, have a solid support system that can help you climb on wings to fly. Yeah, that's right. I I really enjoy those uh, two points that you've made here. And there are a lot of uh, African things we can go into when we... When we're talking about these two things that you've talked about, but the the first part I want to talk about is choosing the right partner. And it's something that even Michelle Obama talked about uh, previously, yes, about choosing the right partner and the 
the the need you know sometimes like how people say don't have expectations and i <laughs> she actually says that you need to have expectations of the kind of partner you choose oh, yeah. and the kind of oh, yeah. but, uh, do you want to <laughs> add ginger to that part because oh yeah very important <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's, so um and 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 I like when people, you know, a lot of us don't, because we're in Africa, right? A lot of us don't talk about these things, um, which is why you see the number of people who have really like gone astray. The number keeps increasing. And that's because we barely, we don't talk about it, we hide it. Um, you know, you need to, you need to know, ah, I don't know. Okay, let me give an example, right? So yesterday, no, there are no boundaries in my house as to what somebody can do and what somebody can do. Like literally, I think that the only thing that we have boundaries on is maybe the car, like getting every, everything that has to do with the car, because I I don't know jack about it. But in terms of like oh clearing somewhere, anybody can get into the kitchen. Anybody can. There are no boundaries, and that's that's what I've always wanted. Because if you uh, maybe because I know I'm not great at some things and I'm excellent at some things. And so I just needed somebody that would complement those things that I cannot do um, and would be able to, you know, help channel my own weakness with his own strength and then we can, you know, win the world together. Even if hmm. when it comes to like, I, I can say boldly, my husband will not like me saying this, but when it comes to um, the kids paying attention to like the kids assignments and all of that. I do it. We do it. There's no, there's no roster for it, but I feel like my, my husband has the fine line to paying more attention to it. And I know it's a strength. I don't even struggle there when it comes to like what they wear, how they appear in school, the process of school, all the extracurricular activity. He doesn't know shit about it. And I know it's me. you because you care a lot about these things. <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, you know, what's the teacher saying? When is their end of this? What, what are the dates important? What are they like? What, what are they saying? Is I'm the one that was standing. Oh, PTA, you know, all of those things. But So you just need to be able to know your own strength and know your weaknesses so that you know exactly, you know, you're in cutting the person. You already know that, okay, can this person compliment more? Can the person not? Because if we both have the same strengths, then what's going to happen to our children? You know, or do we outsource the weakness that we both have so that we can get someone to help us do it? You know, these are valid questions and things that people need to pay attention to. Because if you don't, at the end of the day, you just you just see that thing, you can't work out because you you struggle at the career that you say you want to and or you struggle in the home that you say you want to build. Okay. So Michelle Obama keeps talking about this and I totally agree with her. Yeah. All right. So let's take it from the home into the workplace. Now, do you think employers get it? Oh. Why is work? Why did you say home? <laughs> so I'm currently writing a book and I got to one part and I said, um, oh, how did I even say it? Um, because your employer is an asshole or something. And I said, uh, maybe I'll have a lot of time in this book to say that because there are a lot of them out there. So now, do you think that work-life balance is very difficult because 
employers do not get it. Mm. I, I, I mean, this is a tricky question. So I wouldn't, I actually do not rely on the employers to get it, sadly. I think that the onus is on you. Um, when I was working, I had time I, and my job was very stressful. <laughs> Those seven years, the back to, it was extremely stressful because, again, I had mentioned that I used to work in an agency. But you won't believe that the day they proposed to me, I don't know how the news got to my boss, and my boss called me and was like, what? You are dating? Oh. As in, when do you have the time to date? I feel like we can, everybody can control their time. There are days where I can actually decide to shut down. And shut down, nobody will be able to reach me. Um, and that's probably because I have prioritized that day that I would spend time either sleeping or spend time with my partner. And there are some Sundays where in church, if there's a, an emergency with a client, I bring my lap, I take my laptop to church every Sunday when I used to work in an agency. I would get out of church and go and sit somewhere and get the work done and come back to church. There are days like that. But I feel like, you know, when we talk about this work-life balance, it's really, it's not on the employer. It's actually on us to be able to create that balance within us, to be able to say, I will get to the office by 8 o'clock. I will leave by 5. If it means me telling my um, manager that I need, I have an emergency, and the emergency, there's no emergency. The emergency is I want to go and see my boyfriend. That's the emergency. It is an emergency. If it means you saying, I want to take these days off, I need to attend to something personal, they, they don't have to know. It's maybe shutting down to say you want to spend time with your partner or you want to spend time with the person that you're eventually going to get married to. But, you know, work-life balance, a lot of people say is a myth. I don't like to talk about work-life balance, but I know that people can balance both. You can, and it's in your hands. The employers do not get it, sadly. They just don't get it. It's a struggle for the African woman every day. When you show up, and mm. everywhere that I've I also don't want them to treat me differently because I'm a lady. I don't want them to say, oh, and maybe she won't be able to undo that account, you know, because, because I, I never liked that phrase. No, anything that a guy can do, we can actually do it. So um, I don't want to be treated differently. And I also don't want to lose the African richness that comes with me doing other things. So it's really on us, not on the employer. I always tell people that they need to flip it. The employer is just doing whatever they can do to ensure that the books are right. But it's on you to be able to say, I will structure my time in a way that I will have time for work and I will have time for other things. Not even only family, but even for friends. All right, Shola, because, see, you make this sound very simple and you make it sound like, oh, it's all nice and cozy and everything. And I do uh -huh. agree with you that you do not need to rely on your employer Yes. To, um, to ensure work-life balance. Great. Mm. But this is the case where people, <laughs> their life is their work. I people, know. 
have to make several. They don't have like any backup plan. Their work yes. is their everything. They are scared yes. that they will lose their job. They have to be, they have to work like a goat because um, they are in line for a promotion and definitely they will be skipped during the promotion period anyway. So they are in line for promotion. They need yes. to do everything to yes. Yes. make sure that they, yes. they, they improve. They even have to boot like people. They have to gossip people. I'm not saying anybody should do that, but people do this. And just so that they will get ahead in their career. People stay in toxic work environments. They are not fulfilled. They are unhappy. They don't have any joy. They actually bring it home to their families, but they yes. think that they are making a sacrifice by yes. staying in those Family. jobs and be able to provide for their children right. and their spouses so that they don't have luck. So somebody within that environment and with an asshole boss, how, mm. how do they even navigate it? Because they don't actually feel that power and that confidence to be able to say it. What advice do you have for ladies like this, African ladies? So, so I would say that um, I think that the one decision that I made in my life that has really helped me um, that has shaped my life, I would say, is hanging, is um, hanging things when I know that I should hang them. And I would explain. So, when I get home, I don't bring work home. I used to take work home. I used to take, like, the stress of work home. Mm. Easy and hard as it is, I, I try. I try to hang it once I step out of the door. And that has really helped me. So when I used to bring work home, I feel like a lot of things around my life, I felt like I was really struggling. I was always agitated. I was, but you know what? Because I know that I do not want to, I stopped, I stopped bringing work home. Because what I do is, I'm like, what if I drop dead today? Mm. Company will continue and continue running tomorrow. People are only just probably going to have 24 hours day off and they're going to continue running. And so how can I keep myself sane? I would not bring work home. Also, I would not take family issues to work. Mm. Another the most important place is even if there's no, because there, there are so many times, I mean, there's so many times there's no joy at work. There's so many times. Either you are, you know, you, you've been on this level for a long time, you just need this promotion, you need this next level, or you actually need loans, but, you know, you can't talk to your boss. There's so many issues. But I feel like the only way to be able to win on both sides is to hang those things by your doorstep, not your door to your home, the doorstep of your office. And when you enter, once, once you leave that place, you enter into another realm and then you go home. Yeah. For me, I would that that's my only that's my major advice because it has worked for me. And I remember clearly when I used to take both issues into both worlds. I struggled. I struggled. Because the workplace and also I stopped having, you know, when I used to work in that agency, the emotional mm. attachment mm. that I had with my job, <laughs> it's actually not worth it. It's not worth it. 
I, all the people that say, oh, they have emotional attachments, it's not worth it. Because if you continue work and it gets to a point where you're not even seeing the result, it becomes, it becomes a conversation of, I'm not winning at work and I'm not winning in the house. Mm. So for me, I just, I prefer to just make things clean. To say, when it comes to work, this is it. In fact, it got to a stage where I actually shut down from, I mean, when you begin to climb, climb up, you, you, you tell yourself, I'm not working over the weekend. I'm not. I'm not. They're not paying me for the weekend. I'm not. Except there's a major event that I need to show up at. For me, opening my laptop and working over the weekend, no, I'm not going to do that because I've done that at the beginning of my career. Mm. And so being a, because if you don't, I tell you, you will struggle. If you don't, when all these things you're saying about oh, balance, 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 if you are not able to say I am at home now and this time is for the guys at home, this time is to spend quality, even if all you're going to do is see a movie. Mm. I'm not bringing the overwhelming stress of work to the house because you cannot win on both sides if you begin to merge both into both worlds. You can't. You, the workplace has to stay. As in, you have to put it by the door. Then when you get back there again the next morning, you can wear the stress, you can wear it, and then go, go shine there, and then when you're leaving, you drop it there again and you enter into because for me, the home is supposed to be the rest. The home is supposed to be the place of abundance. The home is supposed to be where you know you you sap you sap your energy from. Because most times a lot of people don't take it from work. The work is a toxic place. It's a, a lot of people don't get the energy that they need to be a full being from work. A lot of people yeah. get it outside. So the, the moment you now begin to overwhelm that work stress. On the other area of your life, you will generally be overwhelmed and you won't be able to win on any side. Yeah, thank you, my darling, for those um, important words. And what I want to add to that is that people will generally take the liberties that you give to them. So, for example, if you are someone who doesn't speak up at work, <laughs> your employer knows who to take what issue to and who they don't need to. Because if you are someone that has become a doormat and everybody um, just dumps everything on you and you don't use your voice, your voice is invisible right. and you have become everything, whatever. And they will use you and dump you because then they don't find the value in it. So I find that people, when you actually speak up, you would be respected more. And when you oh, yes. create your boundaries, you would be respected oh, yes. more. Oh, yes. Creating I, your boundaries. So, oh, yes. yes. I remember example that, you know, the day I stopped working on a Sunday, I, I literally told my boss <laughs> that it's actually a Sunday. I would not be coming for that meeting. He was shocked because I have always shown up at every meeting Mm. Any event, I mean, for events, I know it's important, so it comes once in a while. Yep, yep, for, it, yep. for deliberately fixing a meeting on Sunday, I said I wasn't going to come, it was a shocker. From that day, nobody expected me to come. So, you know, the African yep. we just need to try, we need to check the pulse, the pulse of the environment, and they speak mm. up. That's what they yep. do. So, I'm telling myself that, gosh. All the while that I was not saying anything, yep. I just grumbled my <laughs> grumbled to everybody. 
and they show up at the meeting. My first thought was okay. But the day that I said no, I wasn't feeling, I was feeling good. Nothing happened to me on that day. I just told myself, I am not going for this meeting. And I messaged and said, it's a Sunday. I won't be coming. And since then, I was not mandated to come for any Sunday meeting. Yeah. So yes, I, I, I like the point about speaking up. Yeah, good job on that one because I also have had similar experiences where I used to bring my work home and sometimes work, and especially even during that lockdown, and work sometimes 1, 2 a.m. into the night, sometimes 3 a.m. and wake up the next day at 6 and start working. But even now, I, I just leave my laptop at work. I don't carry my laptop with me to the house. The laptop is at work. When you need me, I'll come there and do whatever I need to do. But the laptop is resting at work where it belongs. Because actually, no one is dying. Like, we used to be in this point where they make everything look like an emergency. And sometimes you waste your time preparing this PR and all these documents and all these releases and papers, etc. You you realize that sometimes they don't even use some of these things. <laughs> Let the emails, when you get them Monday morning, you dedicate. I mean, I work very late in the night. So I found that my working hours were stressed. I stopped. It was my very productive time, but I'm like, whatever I can do during the day, I'll carry over to the next morning. As yeah. long as it's not an emergency, everybody will be fine. Because yeah. I, just yeah. I needed to block those walls. Because I, that's, the most, that's what has helped me the most. Blocking and demarcating each wall to maintain my sanity. So I blocked the work wall when I get, and I don't bring except there's an emergency at work yeah, yeah. that yeah, is something that now that I need to yeah if not mm -hmm. no, no no the time mm -hmm. that I need to spend I will spend it with my family I'll bond with my kids or sleep <laughs> if you don't have anything sleep oh yeah <laughs> okay. That's, that's a very important point, and I truly am enjoying this conversation. We are gradually coming to the end. I don't want it to end, but I always enjoy speaking with you. And I'm going to ask you a last question. And then after that, you'll give me your conclusions and all that. You made a point about you not wanting to be treated differently because you were a woman. But this issue of work-life balance, you realize that in the work environment, men often do not face these challenges that um, African men do not face these challenges that we as African young women face because in the African setting and with all its patriarchy, women carry a lot of the load um, mm -hmm. when it comes to their home. Unless you have a okay. lovely person who is sharing everything with you and not even mm -hmm. begrudging you whilst they are mm -hmm. doing that. Because you know there are some people that are helping you but are insulting mm -hmm. you and thinking that you are not woman mm -hmm. enough um, for mm -hmm. you allowing a man to do some things, etc. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. in the instance of being treated differently, women, mm. African women, of course, carry this extra burden um, from mm. their home realistically mm. majority mm -hmm. of them how do you think 
a woman should navigate, especially when they are carrying all this burden and mm. there is the home, there is work, work has its crazy schedule and then they also have the home. Women, African women need to be considered in terms of work. how do we navigate this thing? Mm. A very, very valid question. Um, I think the first thing is African women need to first keep their head up high. Like, raise it up high. High. Know that they are amazing. They are, they are high achievers. They are winners. And most importantly, there's nobody like them. So I first want um, and then second, what I care would be. Are you here? I'm here. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, what I love to share again would be that just surround yourself with the right people. Um, yeah. Because if you do, you find that in the circle that you have, people who think like you, people who mm. um, you sh- actually should not be burdened with the stress of the house, the... I'm not burdened with those things. I am actually not. I'm actually not. It's like anybody can do it at home. Anybody can. Anybody can. It's just like I was seeing a video on Instagram this evening um, of a lady who went who went to have um, drinks with her girlfriends. And, she, of course, she's married with kids. And the one of the friends said, Oh, you're so lucky to have your husband sit at home with the kids to um, take care of the kids while you are away um, to come and have spend time with us. And the, hmm. the friend looked at the other friend in shock. In shock for a lot of things. Like, how can this even come out of your mouth? Because I didn't hmm. notice as well. So we need to begin to um, move away from the mentality of how our mothers and our fathers live their lives. Because if not, African women will continue to die early. Die unhappy. (laughs) Because of the burden. We need to see, we need to be able to, that's, that's why a lot of people just prefer to travel abroad and go and live abroad. Because you're like, you know, you even have the luxury of getting a nanny. You guys do the roster. You bath for the kids. I'll dress up for them. You do this. And for me, even if we don't have a roster, I'm just, I just like the fact that there are no borders as to what anybody can do. I can wake up in the morning and say, I'll be the one to bath for the kids. I'll be the one to pray for them in the night. I'll be the one to dress up for them. I'll be the, and my husband will stand up. And I can also wake up in the morning and sleep on the bed. And it'll be my husband to do it. Because we both are aligned on the fact that they are our children. And it's right. not just, oh, yeah, there, there are things that we own. There are things that we own in the house. So ensuring that there is food and what we think. I know that is not my husband's strength. So I will own, uh, own that. While he, like, he tries to do it, I know he doesn't do it. He's not a great cook, sadly. I'm sure he won't like me saying this. But he's not a great cook. So I would own the responsibility of ensuring that we have food to eat. And everybody is well fed in the house. But in terms of like the burden, 
we should not always overburden ourselves with all these things that we're expected to do because we're only one human. Yeah. To surround yourself with right people, people who share the same values as you, people, and surround yourself with the partner that is aligned with your lifestyle and the beliefs and core values. You know, not not all these male chauvinists who are like, you do, you do everything, do everything, do everything, do everything, just you, just you, just you. And at the end of the day, you just break down. And you break down and then, or you drop dead. And they're like, what happened to her? And at the end of the day, you won't be able to live life. So the only way to live life to the fullest, I'll go back to my initial point, just find the right partner. Are you hitting us with your conclusion? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even know, but I'm just saying, you know, if there's anything that applies to woman, and also talk, like we should not be bottle a lot. Use of your voice, yeah. your voice. Use it, use it. Say it, say it, say it as it is. If there are things you are not comfortable with, find time, talk to your partner about it. Say it, say it. If they're oh, you are budding with it, because I know, I know some of my friends. They're like, in terms of their strength, they outsource it. Some people are not. You just sit down with him. Oh, I've looked at my shadow. I do not think I will be able to. If you are not able to, can we afford this? Should we outsource this? So that when we outsource it, the burden is because you can do it. I can't do it. Or we are both struggling at it. Let's outsource it. How much will it cost us? You know, just say it. Say everything just to ensure that you are living a full life. A purposeful yeah. life. You cannot yeah. do it grudgingly. So the only way to win on all sides is actually find the right person to live your life with. After finding the right person, when you're with this right person, let the person be aligned on your values. The things that you stand for. Stand for things together. It's like, oh, it's not the type that will say, oh, as I'm coming to the house, you're the one that will come and open the gate for me. You're the one. You know, some people are like that. And I, I mean, if they find the right partner that is able to, you know, if you marry a full housewife, what, what she doing? She'll come and open the gate for you. She'll, you know, wash your feet when you come in. She'll do all of those things, come and give you. But if if you really want to live to your fullest, I don't think it's of value to be doing those things because it doesn't make you respect the person better. It doesn't. It doesn't even make you love the person better. It only just mm-hmm. makes you your own. It makes you feel lesser, the lesser mm-hmm. human, which is not the case because both of you are important in that partnership and are important in that family, and both of you should complement each other. Great. Both of you are important in that partnership and both of you should complement each other. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. I've, I've learned a lot and I'm sure our audience have also enjoyed this, our conversation. You've given us a lot of nuggets about choosing the right partner and ensuring that we have the right support system. One thing I also liked that you said is about making sure that you do not rely on your employer for your work-life balance, that the responsibility is yours and you should make sure that you take it into your own strong hands. And then also it's important that women use their voices and when they don't feel right about something, 
they make the right conversations mm. happen, whether at work mm -hmm. or at home. They ensure that they use their right voices and they make mm -hmm. sure that the burden is shared because the home is for both of us. The children mm -hmm. belong to both of us and we are mm -hmm. in this partnership to support each other so that we mm -hmm. win in both worlds and we balance on both legs. Thank you very much, my lovely Shola, for this conversation. It's been amazing and it's been good and I enjoy speaking with you. I hope that we do this again, whether on this calling platform or anywhere we find ourselves on this wonderful earth and when we put programs together, we would be talking. Enjoy your Sunday. I hope that you have all enjoyed Coffee and Stars podcast and it's been a lovely Sunday. We take it away from here. Live a beautiful life and make sure that you are being a woman that you are proud of. Cheers from me. <laughs> Thank you, guys.